Well, welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speak podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. It is rodeo time in Fort Worth. Usually it's rodeo time in January, but this year it's rodeo time in December. So our guest today from Riata Restaurant is Mike McAuliffe of Riata. Hello, Mike. Hey, Bud. Hey, Steve. Great seeing you guys. How are you doing? How are the Cowboys starting to trickle into the restaurant over there? Yeah, I mean, we actually saw a fair amount of, of the uh, Cowboys attendees um, yesterday evening. You know, so one of the interesting things is that obviously the, the rodeo is over in Arlington at Globe Life Field. Um, it came from Las Vegas, which was in the Thomas and Mack Center out there, which is part of UNLV. Um, but that stadium out in Vegas only could seat about 17,000. Um, obviously, with COVID, things had to adjust. Um, but they can go to Arlington and at 50% capacity, they're still sitting at like 20,000 uh, possible attendees. But in Fort Worth, we've got Cowboy Christmas. And so what Cowboy Christmas is, is a bunch of shopping events. So the official Cowboy Christmas is here at the convention center um, here in downtown. And then it's my understanding um, the Resist All, Resist All Cowboy <laughs> Christmas is over at Will Rogers. And that's kind of in partnership with the National Cutting Horse Association, which Cutting the future is going on right now. And then there's uh, there's other cowboy Christmases going over in the stockyards. So we've so got a, is, a lot of events. This is sort of like when the Super Bowl came and we had the NFL experience. You know, there are a lot of events for the public to go to, even if you're not going to the national finals rodeo. And like you said, the cutting horse folks have been in town, and uh, that means a lot of cowboys coming in and out of Riata. Uh, we we want to talk to you about uh, you know what the cowboys eat and what they order when they come to town and what you've got to serve them. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about what the year has been like and the ups and downs of this year. Uh, we'll get around to talking about steaks in a minute, but kind of tell us about how you've gone through this this whole uh, this whole ordeal. You know, so I think I think the restaurants in downtown have been uh, uh, have been harder hit than most. And mainly that's because, you know, a lot of our business was um, business related and or convention related. And those are the things that have really slowed down probably the most. Um, you know, I think if you look at the hotel occupancy rates, you know, in downtown in October, they're about 27 percent. But outside of downtown, they're about 47 percent occupancy. So, you know, it kind of shows how hard it has been for restaurants in downtown. Um, that being said, you know, our sales are about are down about 40 percent um, last week compared to prior year. You know, obviously, when we reopened in 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 May, it was even slower than that. So it is slowly built up. Um but you know, this is this is kind of holiday season. It's it's usually it's a very you know popular time for the restaurant. You know, we're a big restaurant, being twenty two thousand square feet. So you know, we have a lot of private dining rooms and stuff like that. So you know, traditionally in in December, you know, we've got holiday parties or multiple holiday parties in the different rooms and different levels of the restaurants every night. Um, we we still have a few of those holiday parties where people that want to book those. But um, but we're doing a little bit of everything. You know, we've been doing a lot of what we call hot spots. We deliver families outside of the community. We've been doing some, you know, at hot spots for some businesses where we're basically providing them a kind of a holiday meal, but to their employees, but um, bringing them to their location and, and doing things like that. So all the restaurants are pivoting and seeing ways that they can they can make it through the storm so that we can see hopefully um, much uh, a big improvement in 2021. Well, I know you were one of the uh, four horsemen, so to speak, leading the Christmas parade. That downtown restaurant tours were the uh, were the the leaders and the heroes of the Christmas parade. Uh, that was you and Gloria from Capitol Grill, uh, Adam Jones from from Grace, and uh, who am I leaving out? The uh, oh, John, John Bennell, of course, John Bennell. Yep. 
so that you know the the four horsemen of downtown restaurants and with the plaza closed and and uh, and things being up there there the plaza is not open but there's a tree so you can look at christmas decorations and actually it's an easier time to come downtown and park and and uh, find uh, you know if you want a, a restaurant with a lot of distance uh, you know i think riata and the downtown restaurants have got a lot of distance you could you 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 probably got enough room for everybody in the in the group to sit six feet apart. So uh, you've got yeah we've we've placed all of our tables six feet apart. Um, obviously you know this is this is a this is a process that we're all moving through. You know I think what we got to do is we got to continue to move forward, but we have to do that safely. Um, I think you know all the downtown merchants uh, um, want to do that. You know we've got great support from Visit Fort Worth, which is our convention and visitors bureau, but then also with downtown Fort Worth Inc and um, the Fort Worth Chamber, they've all worked together. And, you know, even in preparation for the national finals, they've got 500,000 masks ready to distribute, you know? So um, I think we're all, as a concerted effort, um, you know, we want to move forward, but we want to do it safely. And that's a good thing, because I hear some of the Cowboys didn't bring one. I don't know about that, but it's not. <laughs> We've got 50,000 of them, so we can give them 10. Okay. Uh, every day of the rodeo. Yeah, they'll be ready. Steve, uh, I know you go to Riyadh a lot. You know, what are some of the things that you get when you go to Riyadh? I've got my little favorite that is not what anybody would expect. But, you know, talk about when you go to Riyadh. We go to a lot of time when we go to lunch downtown, back in the days when we worked downtown. Yeah, uh, I uh, I really like the soups, actually. They do a, a soup of the day. I'll actually call ahead and find out what the soup of the day is and say, oh, hey, I don't want that. And I'll go in and, and have the soup. Uh, and they have like a saddle pack where I'll get the soup and the uh, uh, tamales. They have these tenderloin tamales that are really good. And uh, so I usually get, and I guess this is actually tamale kind of season right now, right? Yeah. And Michael, let's let's talk about the tamales in a minute. And I, I'll tell you that I come in, I call and say, what's the salad of the day? And right. I come in and, and get a salad. Now, I know the Cowboys on the check wagon weren't sitting around eating salad, but I enjoy coming to Riata and having a salad. And, and the, you know, Mike, the, um, the one thing that people are, are who are watching or listening haven't been to Riata, your tamales are, are your signature dish. And, and, you know, kind of talk about those tamales, you know, how the idea came up, how, you know, how they got started, what's inside. Talk a little bit about those Riata tamales. Yeah, so the tamales really came about because, you know, we cut all of our own tenderloins in-house. And when you cut up a whole tenderloin, you know, you've got basically the tips of those tenderloins and it creates about, it creates some scrap. So we were trying to figure out what to do with that scrap. And that's how we basically came up with, we grind that, ten, we grind that tenderloin and we make it into a, a five ounce tamale. So I think most of us are used to getting tamales where there's barely any meat in it. That's not our tamale. Um, there's a lot of meat in them. You know, they're, uh, they're finished with a sun-dried tomato cream and a pecan pesto on top of it. Um, but but definitely one of our signature dishes. You know, some of the most popular dishes at Riata have always been our um, have always been our steaks. You know, we've got a pan seared pepper crusted tenderloin with a port wine glaze. Um, we also have a uh, we also have a bone in ribeye, a regular ribeye, and then you know, kind of just for the NFR, we're actually going to run like a forty eight ounce like tomahawk ribeye for the next ten days. So forty eight ounce tomahawk ribeye. And that's, you and you and your wife can share it and have a great time. I was going to say that's for the whole table to share, right? <laughs> well, well, you and your wife, and you know, I, I believe in you. I think you can polish it, polish it off, and <laughs> you can take the uh, bone home for your dog. <laughs> so, pic picture you said has some scallops on it too. Is that how you serve it? Or 
So I think during the national finals, we're going to serve it without the scallops, but we're actually going to serve it with the scallops for uh, New Year's Eve. So, Okay. Well, what are the uh, dishes that are like the secrets at Riata? What What are the dishes that people ought to order more that they don't know about? Kind of, I don't, I don't mean necessarily secret menu, but what's something at Riata that's really good that people are missing out on? Yeah, you know, personally, I'm a huge carne asada fan. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you know, for me, that skirt steak's an awesome, awesome steak. Um, it, it tends, you know, obviously it's a little bit chewier than a ribeye or a tenderloin, but I think it's got a ton of flavor. So that's that's one of my favorites. Um, we serve it uh, with a couple of cheese enchiladas on top of it. Um, so that's a really, really good item. Um, and, and, you know, similar to you, bud, I'm a huge salad eater. So a lot of times those featured salads will, will have some, uh, will have a, We'll have some of the skirt steak on it or have chicken on it. That's always a great item for us. Um, but, you know, we do have a buffalo burger that changes every week. Um, and, you know, where, we're, where the chefs are basically coming up with a uh, with a buffalo and either putting, you know, fried onion rings on top of it, putting bacon with it, putting a sauce on top of it. Um, so there are some changes that are happening every day. You know, in the evening, we obviously have a seafood feature and a chop feature. And, and also on the weekends, we'll even have a game feature. So sometimes we'll feature a duck or a type of a venison also. And that, that and that's a bison burger you're talking about. It's a leaner than a regular beef. That's a bison burger. It is. Absolutely. So it's a little better for you. Uh, you know, you, you have a lunch that uh, that has some different specials. Do you still have the fried chicken and the lunch specials? Or is that something that is uh, on a temporary menu now? The fried, picture, the fried chicken is not a temporary thing. It's an everyday thing now. So, oh, yeah, okay. fried, fried chicken... You know, we did used to do it one day a week, and now we just basically put it on the menu full time. So, but that's one of the. It still rings up as the Monday. It still rings up as the Monday special. Monday special. Yeah, Monday special. Yeah, it says Monday special on it. So, Steve, you've been coming downtown and getting some fried chicken. Uh, I really like the fried chicken. I thought it was. I thought they got it for me because I would go and they were experimenting with it, uh, trying different sides and stuff, and. And uh, I was going there every Monday to get it. And then it turns out, I think Al is actually likes, really likes fried chicken. And so it was actually for him, your, your dad. <laughs> it was. My dad's a big fan. We got a, we got a different type of a fryer, more of a broaster. Um, and a lot of that was, you know, he grew up in Michigan and Detroit. So it was him trying to bring some of the experiences he had back there and incorporating that into our menu. So well, people love fried chicken. And, and I, I don't think enough people know about it. Riata's fried chicken. And, and uh, I'll point out here, Steve, I'm sure you're picking things up curbside. And I picked up my orders curbside the other day, too. So, I mean, you can just pull up and they'll bring it out to you. And, and uh, you know, besides having three floors of spaced out tables and uh, a, uh, is, the, is the patio upstairs heated? Do you have heaters up on top? We, we do have heaters on the patio. And then we actually have some plastic curtains up there on the sunset deck to okay. try to um, tr try to remove the wind from the situation. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're open, we're, we're trying to accommodate everybody. You know, I think we realize that some people are comfortable eating inside of a restaurant. Some people are eating, are comfortable eating outside on a patio and some people are, are comfortable um, picking up curbside. Yeah. We're trying to accommodate people to whatever they feel comfortable with. Um, and then on top of that, then we're doing what we call them these hot spots, but that's where we're basically, people are pre-ordering those family meals for four. Um, and then we're delivering them, you know, out into the community. We've got a couple that uh, we did this week. And then the rest of the month, really, where we've got um, tamale drop-offs, um, one starting next week at the Center of Hope out in Weatherford. Um, and then we've got uh, another one in Weatherford, one in Granbury, in Fort Worth. 
where we're uh, we're going to um, be delivering these tamales around. And then we did this for Thanksgiving. Um, it was successful. We're we're basically cooking. We're basically preparing all the sides for you. So we call it like the take and bake, where right. you can you're you're given all these sides. You know, you're still cooking the the main item, but we're just taking some pressure off you when you're having to cook at home. And um, and I think did two hundred three cafe have that too, or it was there was a two hundred three cafe. Two hundred three partnered with Riata, and with two hundred three, it is two hundred three did all the the pies out of it, yeah. and then Riata did the other side. So um, you know, two hundred three is our other um other sandwich shop that we uh, opened up um uh, just over two years ago about two and a half years ago they're in the old fire station they're on the second floor between the wells fargo and bank of america towers um you know that restaurant's been particularly hard hit and it's mainly because you know it was really designed to serve those uh tenants in the towers right you know and and so obviously people working from home and that kind of it has has really affected that but we have uh, we've worked with our landlord and we've worked um, on different ways we can help um, generate some additional revenue, like doing the polys uh, in partnership with Riata. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Two, 203 would be a great grab and go cafe, but you can't just leave your car in the loading zone and run up and grab whatever you're grabbing. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting spot, though. It's like old firehouse number one or something. And yeah. it's like they built the building around it. I mean, they kept left the firehouse and. And yeah, built uh, one of those giant ta uh, towers around it. Well, and well, I'll tell you, we've got a team there, so you know something you can order online and you can order online easily. Um, but if you order online, pull up into the to the loading zone. You know, we will run it down to you. So, oh, really? From two hundred three. And by the way, that parking garage next to two hundred three is the easiest place to find a parking place in downtown Fort Worth. If you if you're looking and you're coming to the garages. That garage next to 203 is usually the easiest place to park. It really is. So it's Garage One. Um, it's called Garage One, City Center Garage One. You can enter, you can exit off both Commerce or Calhoun Street. But when you go up the uh, when you go up the ramp to the first level, that's all two and a half hour parking. We validate all that parking, so it won't charge you. It won't cost you a thing. And and if you wanted to walk into 203, you could park in that two and a half hour parking. And literally from the door to the parking lot to the door at 203 is probably 150 feet. So it, very, very convenient. Well, Mike, what's your understanding of the future of, of uh, downtown and the plaza? When do you think things will will you know come back up? Uh, you know, when do you think things will open back up? And, and uh, you know, what do you expect when it all opens back up? Yeah, that, that is hard for me to predict. I would love to be able to tell you. You know, um, you know unfortunately, I think, you know, I think this virus is obviously going to be with us for a while. You know, I even think in a year from now, the you know the coronavirus is still going to be around. Um, do I think we're going to have to worry about it like we are now about stressing the hospital system? No, because I think you know the virus, uh, the not the virus, but the uh, the vaccines will be out there, and enough people will take them that will take that pressure off. Yeah. But I think this is something that we're going to be living with and are working our way through. Um, you know, so I think my prediction is is really we're probably looking more at the second half of 21 about things getting back to normal. You know, I know, you know, with the various boards that I sit on, you know, I think DFW Airport is really thinking that 2022 is going to be the year when it becomes back to normal. So, um, but obviously we're going to be out there doing things in a safe manner, um, moving forward, um, ready to, to serve the guests. We come back to work in, on July 1st is when we're supposed to come back downtown, by the way. So, and I think that's a way some other businesses. The, uh, 
you know, talk a little bit for everyone, anyone who's not familiar with Riata. It's a 25-year history. You started in Alpine, which is having its own little COVID outbreak right now. But you know, talk about the history of Riata and kind of how it started and how it grew as the home of cowboy cuisine. Yeah. So, um, so you know, we bought a ranch out in Alpine in 1991, and you have to know my dad. He's a serial entrepreneur. So, um, in 1995, there was an old um adobe house that would have been made into a restaurant called downtown browns and right basically in the middle of alpine texas he bought that building we started the first riata in um april of 1995. now the name riata actually comes from the movie giant because it's the name of the ranch in the movie giant so that's how we got the name of the restaurant you know the movie giant was filmed oh on the other side of marfa about 30 miles from the restaurant um so obviously we opened up there you know um successful that fall a banker from fort worth named bob simple um came out to the ranch and he was hunting with one of his clients and he ate at the restaurant and he said hey why don't you open up a restaurant here in fort worth you know at the top of the bank one building was um the century two club and that club had been out of business for a couple of years so he said hey I'll, you know we'll, we'll, we'll work with you on the lease you know we'd like to see you in fort worth so we came to fort worth so you know, we had a the restaurant in Alpine seats about 60 people inside, maybe another 50 or 60 outside. And then all of a sudden we were in downtown Fort Worth and the 35th floor of the Bank One Tower in a space that was 14,000 square feet. So when we built out the restaurant, we didn't even build out the whole floor because we were like, how do we fill this thing up? You know, and we had, you know, we had free valet, um, you know, right there at the bottoms. And then when people were leaving, the, the host or hostesses called down to the valet and said, hey, you know, Bud and Steve are coming down. So they had your cars waiting for you when you got down there. Um, but from day one, we were very successful. You know, Fort Worth really welcomed us. You know, and that was at a time that Sundance Square and the momentum in downtown was really accelerating. So that will be open there in May of 96. So um, so things were happening. You know, obviously, we got hit by the tornado in March of 2000. We reopened in 42 days. Um but then had to leave the building in January of 2001. Um, and that's really when we started doing a lot of catering. We were just trying to keep our name relevant in the community and keeping in much, as many of our team members still employed. So then January of 2002 was the first opened up a Riata at the Rodeo. So that was the first Riata at the Rodeo. We did that for a number of years, took over the backstage club. Um, then we opened La Escuela. Um, a couple of years after that, we opened up a couple of uh, Starbucks out there. So. You know, when the rodeo is going on, we have five different locations out there. Um, but we removed, we moved here where we are, part of Sundance Square, in May of 2002. You're in so, the former Caravan of Dreams at 310 Houston Street. So. Exactly. That's, and, you know, this is a 22,000 square foot restaurant. We're four floors. So you've got the ground floor that, that you walk in when you park in the valet lane. You know, we've got five private dining rooms on this floor. Um, we've actually got a... Uh, private dining room in the basement called the 35th floor. And that's um, basically giving people a little bit of the experience that you got when you were at the top of the bank one building. So, you know, in there, it looks like there's windows and there's a backlit pictures basically showing the view that you got from the old uh, Riata there on the 35th floor of the bank one building. And then we've got the rooftop and that's two different levels. We've got Caballo Canyon, which is kind of the third floor. And we've got the fourth floor, which has got the sunset decks, got a big, large bar, and then it also has the dome. And that dome, in normal times, seats about 110, 
doesn't seat, seat that much, that many people right now with uh, six foot table spacings, but a really, really nice space. You know, there's lots of people that you just come and dine up there, but then we do a lot of um, wedding receptions and rehearsal dinners and things like that. So um, we've got a, we're lucky to have a great restaurant with a lot of different, um, different types of spaces to fit uh, our guests' needs. And of course you started with a, 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 you know, right off the bat with a reputation for chicken fried steak and for steaks and for Texas dishes. And I mean, how did you define cowboy cuisine? You, you've had about 12 different chefs, I think some of them who've gone on to, to open some other great restaurants, but uh, you do define Riata as the home of cowboy cuisine. And how'd you define that? Yeah. I don't know if we're the home of cowboy cuisine, but I think we've certainly, per, uh, we've certainly moved that along. And I think that the cowboy cuisine and that Texas cuisine really is a melding of flavors, you know, and I think we're still in Texas. I still think, you know, steaks um, are, are really the base of, of kind of that pyramid. But then you start pulling in different flavors. You know, you'll bring, you'll do a, you know, we've got a, we've got a redfish on the menu here. You know, so you pull in about a little of that southern Texas coast, um, maybe a little bit of Creole um, into the thing. You know, obviously we've got, we've got close ties to Mexico and that southwestern and Tex-Mex cuisine. So you have items on the menu like carne asadas or some pork tacos or things like that. So for me, it really is a melding of the flavors of all those different, uh, you know, um, cuisines and communities uh, and ethnicities here in the state. You brought back some dishes from time to time. What's on the menu that is exactly the way it was the day you opened? God, I think the pan seared proper crusted tenderloin has been on the menu since day one, and it's been one of the best selling menus, yeah. best selling items. You know, obviously, you talked about the chicken fried steak. That's been on there. That's been there from a long time. You know, obviously, the ribeyes, the ribeyes don't change. Um, I think the creamy poblano soup was there. You opened. Yeah, the jalapeno. Yeah, exactly, the jalapeno cilantro soup's been one on there, and then yeah. we also have a a tortilla soup that sells extremely well. Also, so yeah. I can like a bread pudding or something too. We do have a bread pudding. The bread pudding is banana pudding. Banana pudding. Is the, uh, banana puddings are we do right. a banana pudding. We also do a bread pudding. The bread pudding, we it was not always in a tortilla, um, but now we basically make it up to be a tortilla. And that was really because we have another item on a dessert menu called the dessert tacos, where they're like little taco, um, sugar taco shells filled with ice cream. Um, and then you've got uh mint on there that's still that's uh that is supposed to look like lettuce you've got cut up uh strawberries that are supposed to look like um tomatoes so those that's been one of our best selling desserts so kind of on a pivot from that we started wrapping up our bread pudding um our, our bread pudding into tamale husks so they look very similar to our uh, tamales that we serve um for an appetizer but it's a, a bread pudding tamale with uh, chocolate chunks in it. Well, and see, that makes me think that Riata is one of the few restaurants that still has this tradition of the dessert tray and the server brings the dessert tray with all the 12 beautiful looking desserts and you pick what you want. And I wish somebody would walk in the room behind you right now, Mike, with a dessert tray and, and show off all the desserts. That'd be a, that'd be a, a, a great yeah, little special. I didn't get one, but uh, unfortunately I think I'm in live. So. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're, we're after a lot. You know, the lunch, the lunch runs just about ended, so probably people have eaten all the desserts right now. Steve, do you have any other questions about Riata or, or about uh, the coming couple of weeks? It's a holiday season. Well, I'm at. Uh, uh, do you have any suggestions about the people that haven't been to National Finals Rodeo? What 
what's going on. I mean, because uh, uh, have you gone to the one in Vegas? So I've been up to the one in Vegas about five times. So, you know, and, and I went out there, you know, got in the, in the mid to late nineties and it has evolved a lot since then. So in the mid to late nineties, it was big. Um, but there was one cowboy Christmas that was at the, I think it was at the Sands convention, uh, convention center. Um, there in Vegas. Well, that shopping portion of cowboy Christmas has gotten so popular that, you know, the official cowboy Christmas, which is the one that's at our convention center here, it basically took over the entire Las Vegas convention center. And if you haven't been to Vegas, that's just an absolutely huge facility. Um, but then there are other other shopping events all over Vegas. And that's what you've kind of seen come here to Fort Worth, um, you know, where you've seen um, you've seen the uh, the one over at Will Rogers and then the one over in the stockyards. So the best place I would say is go to visit Fort Worth or, or fortworth.com, which is visit Fort Worth, our convention of visitors verb website on their homepage. They've got a national finals uh, um, rodeo picture. Click on that. And that basically details all the different events that are happening um, both in Fort Worth and in Arlington, in our, in our whole communities. But then it also talks a little bit about the health and safety measures that uh, we've put into place to make sure that we have a safe uh, rodeo season here in Fort Worth. Well, and Steve, I know that we usually talk about other dining news and Eat Speed news. I'll tell you that on the Eat Speed page at StarTelegram uh, or DFW.com slash Eat Speed or StarTelegram.com slash Eat Speed, you'll find... Uh, News about the the closest little steakhouse to the rodeo, the Candlelight Inn in Arlington. Been there 65 years, and, and uh, inexpensive little steak roadhouse that's all decorated for the holidays. You'll also find a rundown on the, where to go for Christmas dinner in Fort Worth. There aren't as many places open as there were on Thanksgiving. Ruth's Chris is open. Toro Toro is open. Uh, Mercury Chop House downtown and in Arlington are open. And uh, Brio in Southlake are open. So far, that's about it. Do you know of any other places open on Christmas? You know, Mike, I know you're not open. You take Christmas off. We do take. We give our you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We give our employees uh, some time with their families. Yeah. Uh, yeah I so don't know. The only place that I always know that's open every day of the year is the uh, Chinese First Barbecue. <laughs> uh, that's right. First Chinese Barbecue in Haltom City on East Belknap. And that's where you find the foodies. On Christmas Day, the foodies all go to First Chinese Barbecue. I promise you. So, you know that's that's a, it's a, a great a great place to go any day. But it's kind of a little uh, secret cult hangout where you see the chefs and the the food people in town all go for Chinese food on Christmas Day. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. hey, uh, all right. Well, do we have any other Eat Speak news to cover, Steve? Anything else open, close, new? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, you're the one with all that info. Uh, Mike, anything downtown? Uh, no, I think the biggest thing in downtown is that, you know, we're all excited over this Christmas season and, and we're all excited. You know, one of the things I'll say about us is that, you know, we plan on being open from like basically 5 p.m. to 1045. Because I know when I've attended the, uh, the rodeo out in Vegas, you know, I think it starts at 645, gets over early. So it's almost I think it starts too early to eat before. So we said, OK, we're going to keep reservations open until 1045 to help um, serve people later. But then literally yesterday, we had a bunch of calls of people wanting to come eat at four. So beginning tomorrow, yeah. we're going to be actually open at four o'clock for those people that want to eat before they want to go to the rodeo. So, you know, during the national finals, we're going to be taking reservations from four to 1045 every day. Um, we're just looking forward to uh, seeing all these people in Fort Worth um, from um, around Texas and uh, our surrounding states. 
And so far, the buzz I'm hearing, I mean, the two places people say, you know, go to Riata, you have to go to Riata and go to B&B Butchers because B&B Butchers is running their van shuttle service from the steakhouse to, to Globe Life and back. So I think Riata and B&B seem to be the two big uh, rodeo hangouts so far. Well, I hope you have a great rodeo, Mike. Thanks for coming on and talking to us. Today. Great seeing you guys, and y'all have a great Christmas. Thanks. Uh, until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. 